Good. Good evening and welcome to Speak Life Global Ministries. I'm Pastor Jimmy Honeycutt coming to you tonight for a special Facebook Live. Uh, the Lord dealt with me that I need to do something about church hurt. How do you compensate and how do you get over church hurt? Uh, this is going to be an extremely topic that we may not be able to get through uh, in one sit down, but I don't know how long I'll go tonight, but I'll go until I feel like that uh, I need to do something different. Church hurt. What is church hurt? That's when church splits, different people get offended or get mad at each other. Uh, somebody decides to leave the church or walk away from the things of God because of things that's been said, things that's been done. And so how do we get beyond that? In Matthew 18 and 22, Jesus said unto him, said, I say not to thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Uh, you know, what is 70 times seven? We have to come to the, the understanding that hurt and forgiveness is not always for the other person. Forgiveness is for yourself. I am reminded that there is so many people out there that, and I'm, I'm I'm going to back up just a little bit right here. I just felt this in my spirit. That the only time we allow hurt to affect us is the house of God. The only time we allow it to stop us is from the house of God. The same people that, so to speak, causes us issues. We don't have a problem being in a box store with them. We don't have a problem being in a in a, uh, a restaurant. You know, we we don't have no problem with that. And it's a still a gathering. But when it comes to the presence of God and it comes to being in the presence of God, we allow the hurt to hold us in captivity. We allow the hurt to uh, keep us from attending. And so we just basically give up on what we are called to do. And that's to be servants, excuse me. That's to be servants. And so, you know, how do you go through it? How do you get, how do you turn your pain into gain? Well, the first place is we have to realize are we going to church to please people or are we going to church to please God? When the circumstances of what we're doing in reality of our walk with Christ, if we get to that place that we understand that I don't go to the house of God for others, I go to the house of God to be obedient to the Father. Now through my obedience, I am able to help those that need help. Through my obedience, I am able to grow, I'm able to mature, I'm able to come into a standard of righteousness of what the Word of God teaches us. And so we, we, we allow so much of our heart to get so caught up in it. And yes, I realize that there is a lot of people that are dealing with hurt, that are dealing with pain, that they're dealing with, you know, uh, that, you know, and I've always said this, the church is the only church, the church is the only ones that eats its own, so to speak. But here's the situation. We must realize that we come into his presence, into his enter to his courts, and we enter into his praise, and we enter into thanksgiving. We come in there, and we should be 
focused upon him, not focused upon what's going on around about us, not focused upon uh, how many people's there, or what's going on in, in the church and all of that. We must focus on those things and how do we get there? How do we how do we get beyond that hurt? How do we, well, for a lot of times it's prayer. You know, the Bible talks about Jesus was the disciples asked a question, how does this come? And he said, this only comes by prayer and fasting. We have to have the mindset of God. We have to have the mindset of understanding. We have to have leadership. We have to have all this. And even with everything right, there's still those that can get hurt. There's still those that allow uh, the discomfort of the church to uh, allow them to walk away from it and sometimes may never darken back into the door, so to speak. And so tonight I want to take some time just to encourage you to realize this. Why is it that it's only the church that it affects? Like I said, there's those that will go to the same ball game. There's those that will go to the same concerts. There's those who go to the same restaurants, but yet they won't go to the same church. And I understand that, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's the church. They should be better. They should be, they should be careful. Yeah, I realize that, you know, but the Bible teaches us there's only been one perfect man, and that was Jesus. And so we have to work. The Bible says for us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. The Bible teaches us that if we do the things that's right, you know, that's simply the, the key right there. What is righteousness? Righteousness is nothing more than simply doing what is right. And to you, to all of those that are have dealt with hurt and have dealt with it, it is a sometimes a slow process of getting back to where you can trust. And wh why is that? Because your mind, spirit, body, and emotion was all tied up into it. And so what we have to realize is this. We have a God. We have a Father. We have the, the, the only begotten Son of, G of God, which is Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin. We have to realize that the, the, the enemy, when he finds what will work, he will continually attack, he will continually go after, he will continually push forth an effort to keep you and your mind focused from getting to where you need to be. We understand that you know forgiveness has a price. It, sometimes it may hurt to forgive at the beginning. But in that forgiveness, we come unto forgiveness, and we come unto wholeness, and we come unto peace. The Bible talks about the peace that passes all understanding. The Bible instructs us that there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. So what we do, how do we handle it? Well, the Bible said, if you, if you see your brothers overtaking a fault, you which your spiritual go to and restore, but it also teaches us that uh, if your brother has ought against you, go to him, you know. And so I do believe that there needs to be some some guidance there. I believe that if, if you're sitting in a situation in a church house or in, in a congregation and something has done or something is said, then you need to go to the pastor. You need to have a talk with the pastor. And at that point, you can discuss whether or not you want him to him or her to, at, at, to acknowledge or to go to and talk to the other ones. And then at that point, bring then come together and get a, a, uh, a plan of how to restore and how to repair and how to mend the bridge. 
Because what the enemy wants is he wants separation. He'll do it any way he has that he can. He will cause the separation to come in. He will cause it to to get you to a place that you don't want to be around anyone. You don't want to be around church people. You don't want to. You don't even want to be classified a Christian. And that's the whole issue of what the enemy is setting out to do is to separate you, to bring you down, to keep you out, to keep you from your destiny, to keep you from your promise, to keep you from your blessing, to keep you from your joy, to keep you from your strength. These are things that come and these are things that happen. And when we understand how the enemy works, what does he do? How does he do it? First, he separates you. You know, how many in America today, I just, I'm even going to break that even down. How many in Oklahoma, where I'm at, has had church hurt and possibly have never stepped back into the house of God because of hurt? You know, it's sad to say that, that even in the most holiest of holies that we can be, that there is those that will get hurt. There is those that uh, will allow the things to come in and they are not equipped to handle they're not equipped to take the, the pain. They're not equipped to uh, understand that it's not uh, prevalent for them to even have to deal with it, so they throw it away. They throw it off. They, they set it to the side. They, 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 you know, they don't understand. They don't know how to deal with the reaction. They don't know how to deal with the, the, uh, the mental stress they don't know how to mental with it how to so excuse me they don't know how to how to deal with it and so what happens is they begin to become quiet they become uh they begin to call become drawn away they begin to uh not be as an active in life and so what happens is these scars form on the heart and when you have scars on the natural heart that means there's been some damage done when there's scars on the spiritual heart, that means there's been some damage done. What we have to do as the body of Christ is we have to uplift and we have to uphold and we have to encourage and we have to, you know, sometimes we just have to pat them on the back and say, I'm here, I'm standing with you. You know, don't allow the circumstances of what the enemy meant for for bad. Don't allow what the enemy is trying to do, but to hold, hold up and stand up and, and help them get back to a place that they can stand on their feet. These areas you cannot push in. These areas you've got to be led in because they're already to a place that they're, they're dealing with things that is uh, uncomfortable to them. They're dealing with uh, self. They're dealing with flesh. They're dealing with spirit. And they're dealing with hurt. And anytime there's hurt, there's pain. Anytime there's pain, there's remorse. Anytime there's remorse, there's there's things that's going on. And so we ha as ministry, we have to be very careful. We have to be very wise. We have to be very intelligent. And we have to acknowledge that there has been some hurt. There has been some pain. And not everybody's going to be with you. Not everybody's going to stand on your side. Not everybody's going to be in your corner rooting you on. But I'm here to tell you, the Father is. And if, if God be for us, who can be against us? That is where we've got to get to. If God be for us, does people make mistakes? Yes. 
You know, they do. We we are human. You know, I'm not using that as an, an excuse. I'm telling you that as a pastor, that there is things that happens that we don't intend for to happen. There's things that uh, comes our way that we don't intend. Sometimes we get blindsided. Sometimes, you know, you know, I'm sure that Job was blindsided at, be, at the beginning when all this stuff started happening and all these things became, become uh Precious to him as a losing basically everything that he had. And so there is a lot of hurt. There is going to be those that, you know, it's Job that, you know, even his wife said, you just ought to curse God and die. So there's going to be those that's going to ag you on to get you to even go further. And there's going to be those that want you to accept Christ's forgiveness and move forward, you know. I understand that the hurt is a hard thing to get over. I understand that when we uh, deal with situations that are uncomfortable to us and, we're, and we don't we don't like it, we want to push it away. So what happens is we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to deal with it. So we push it to the the back side of our mind and not have to deal with it. And we deal with it the only way we can, and that's by not dealing with it. And so. How do we deal with it? How do we deal with getting people back to a place that they can understand that, yeah, I've always said there's three sides to every story. And somebody's said, but how do you get three sides to every story? I said, there's the first person's side, there's the second person's side, and then there's the truth, which lies in the middle. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, when we allow these circumstances to hold us in captivity, when we allow these things to keep us broken, when we allow these things to keep us in uh, despair, and we don't let the healing come in. See, that's the thing. Until we can forgive what's been done, the healing for us doesn't come in. It doesn't, it doesn't resonate in our life. It doesn't. The Word of God teaches us, you know, that we must forgive. We, you have to, you know. Christ was the very firm example of what church hurt was. People don't what? Christ give us it. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Now, I realize in society today that we may say that, but a lot of times now we have to say, Father, forgive them. They know exactly what they're doing. You know, but that's not our place to judge. We just have to be like Christ and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. When we come to that mindset in God, that hurt doesn't have to be the tombstone to our grave, but it can be the stepping stone for our arisal. I thought of about today, this this morning, that you know when when the the potter put it, you know, said, "Could we not be put back to mold you into a vessel?" I'm sorry for mumbling right there, but let me mold you into a vessel of honor. You know, the molding is harder than the birth. Because it's so important that we understand that in our life, we pick up things. The Bible says the, the weight and the sin that is beset us. And so there's things that attaches to us. Uh, and it's, you know, it's kind of like uh, everybody seems, well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people's New Year's resolutions come in they're going to lose weight they're going to go on a diet and you know all that happens and because there's been some weights that is easily beset us and we want to get those weights off of us and so with that said how do we how do we get to the place that we forgive simple father forgive me for getting hurt father forgive them for allowing themselves to be the hurt Father, 
let me do thy will. Let me focus more on you. Let me focus less on me. Let me become nothing more than just you. And when, we, when our mind is in Christ, then our mind can't be attacked by the things of this world. When we understand that, you know, the Bible says offenses must come, but woe be to those that bring them to pass. There's going to be circumstances. There's going to be times that you're going to, you know, that it may feel like it's a slap in the face. You know, there may be times that you feel like somebody stabs you in the back. Been there, done that, seen it, felt it. And you know what? It doesn't feel good. It, it doesn't uh, help you. But I'm here to tell you what don't kill you will make you stronger. What don't destroy you will make you stronger. Because there is those out there today that are hurting. And uh, so many that I see over the years of being in ministry and allow that has allowed circumstances with what people said, uh, responses they got that they didn't feel like that should have been, uh, letters they got in the mail uh, stating this, this, and this, and different uh, innuendos and different scenarios that's been brought uh, and said. But you know what? At the end of the day, when we stand before God, and at in the beginning of every day, only God knows our heart. You know, I can look at somebody and somebody can look at me and we can have opinions till the day is long and till the day is gone. But our opinions doesn't cannot read our heart. Only God can read our heart. He says he knows the intent of the heart. And so with all of this hurt, with all this pain, and how do how do you allow the pain to turn you into gain? Because what we do is we take the negative. We take everything that was attached attacked attached to attack us we take that we turn it into a positive move we let that be a fuel that we say i will never be that type of person i will never and we strive we pray you know we don't judge because the bible teaches judge not lest you be judged and measure your med and be melt back into you we judge not but we know this that the, the trying of our faith worketh patience we know this, that he said he loves us, he'll never leave us, he'll never forsake us, he'll go to the end of the world with us. So we take those promises. That's what we've got to do. We've got to take the promises of the things of God and begin to manifest those things in our life, begin to walk in those things, begin to talk in those things, begin to seek God, begin to pray. You know, thank you, Father, I just heard you. In the natural when we know that the the seasons of uh, you know the cold and the flu and all of that comes on, we begin to start taking vitamins and different things to help us build up our immune system. And so, what we need to do in the spiritual realm is we need to have the the whole armor of God on us. We need to have the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation, having our feet shod preparation of the gospel, and a helmet of salvation. We need to begin to treat our bodies, our spiritual men, our spiritual bodies, should I say, and we should begin to treat it and begin to nourish it with the true word of God that we are able to withstand the fiery darts because all of this is, all of this is, all the hurt, all the despair is nothing, nothing more than the fiery darts that he wants to take us out. And so we, we allow these circumstances to come in. We allow the, the, the uh, I apologize, we allow the uh, hurt to attach itself to, 
and then it seems like it doesn't ever want to let go and so if we're not careful you know being raised as a a, a pastor's son both my parents were ministers and pastors and I've seen a lot over the years and being a pastor for 30 years now seems like that you're going to deal with things that sometimes you don't expect you're going to deal with. You're going to deal with hurt. You're going to deal with pain. You're going to deal with death. You're going to deal with birth. You're going to deal with weddings. You're going to deal with funerals. You're going to deal with all sorts of things. But I'm here to tell you, we have got to put our trust in God. We have got to put our faith in God. We've got to stand. And let me tell you something. We are not perfect, but we strive for perfection. We are not able to handle everything that comes our way, but in him we can handle all things. He said he'd give us power and he'd give us strength of a sound mind and a righteous spirit. We, we have to hold of those things. And tonight as I come to you, I want to encourage you. There's a lot of things in our life we have to let go. As long as we hold the negative, which is nothing but poison, which is nothing but something that will keep life. If you look at my background, that you see what the poison does. It brings death. But if you see what the forgiveness does, you see the green, you see the life, you see, you see coming from a dark place to a lighted place, coming from a place of death to a place of life. And we have to let these things go. We have to let these issues resolve themselves. Yeah, you may never be friends again to the place that you might have been, but that's okay. Everybody you go to church with, you don't have to be uh, homeboys, so to speak, or you don't have to be uh, uh, partners. You don't have to be uh, your house, their house. I mean, you know, it's it's we're a body of believers, and the enemy is all he's trying to do is cause a separation and a, a, a division to divide, and it's very important that we begin to trust God. And you want to know how to forgive people? Start praying for them. And I'm not talking praying damnation on them. I'm not praying to begin to pray that, that you know, this and this will happen, but begin to pray that God will bless them and God will open up their eyes to see that there's more to life than just being critical. There's more to life than just thinking you got it. Begin to pray for your brother. Begin to pray, you know, we never know what our neighbor, our brother's going through, but still it doesn't matter what a person's going through. There's no, there's no need in being destructive. There's no need of killing one another. You know, the Bible talks about the tongue is, is, a, is a deadly weapon. And so that is so true. You know, let's stop our roundtable discussions. Let's stop our, our, our opinions and let's get back to the word of God. You know, it is very important that we trust him. It's very important that we hold the, the facts of the things of God and we begin to move into forgiveness. How do we move into forgiveness? What do we do to move into forgiveness? First, we have to acknowledge that we need forgiveness. First, we have to acknowledge that he is dealing with our heart and we're not paying attention. And so tonight, as I wanted to come to you, uh, just for a little while, I, you know, I just, I feel this, I feel like there'll be another part of this, 
uh, that we will be doing in the future here in the next few, week or so and just to pick up as a part two, maybe even a part three on the next one, giving you some biblical backing to how to move forward. You know, Jesus said it. I mean, the best that I can give you uh, uh, that's, that comes to mind is Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Now, you think about that. Our Savior going to a cross, and he, and he has that mindset. Forgive them, Lord. And so... Tonight, whatever has been done, whatever you're holding and haven't let go of, let it go. It's just holding you in captivity. It's holding you in turmoil. It's holding you in the place that you're not moving where you need to move. And God wants to bring you back into the sheepfold. God wants to bring you back into restoration. God wants to bring you back to a place that he has called you to be. And we're all heirs and joint heirs if we'll listen. So tonight as I've come to you, I wanted to come to you tonight because the Lord dealt with me about doing this. And so I just, I'm concerned that we've got to let the pain go. We've got to let it it's just got to come out of us because that that poison, all it does is contaminate the next portion of your life. I'm Pastor Jimmy Hunica with Speak Life Global Ministries. We love you. We care for you. We want you to make heaven your home. And for part one, we want to wish you a good night, a great weekend. Be in the house of the Lord Sunday. Come before the presence. Go before him. Enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving and see what God will do with you. Again, God bless you.